I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Well, once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time, Brother Munn speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. This old mariner, all by the grace of God, uh, able to be with you again. I'll be in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 4, as far as our text of Scripture at this particular time. And uh, I, I do say thank you so much for being there. Thank you for being a part of our listening audience. Hey, by the way, thank you for those emails. And uh, people have begin to really pick up on this. We're as close as that computer keyboard. If you just if you just type in FOMM dot org, that'll bring you directly to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries uh, International here in the port of Bon Secours, uh, Alabama. And then you can leave us a note. Uh, tell us who you are and if there's something that we can help you help you with. The book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 4, something a little different. Never done this before. Done this on our little five-minute uh, program during, during the week. I want to talk about uh, the entire program. I want to talk about the seafood industry as it relates to the Bible. And because we're supposed to be in the Word of God, I'm supposed to be bringing you to the Bible, not to the seafood industry. But when, when we look at it in the Bible, there it is. In fact, what happened over 2,000 years ago in Matthew chapter 4 happened in my life over 50 years ago. You said, no. Yeah, yes, really. And uh, let, let, let me read it for you. It says, in Jesus, Matthew chapter 4, verse 18, and Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. Now, that's how God found me years ago. In fact, my name is Andrew. My name is Andrew Wayne Mund. And uh, as far as the name is concerned, of course, no, no kin to this one that's here. But I like the, I like the name. And uh, Fishers, I, a fourth-generation commercial fisherman. And uh, my father, my grandfather, my great-grandfather, uh, all as far as their hands is concerned, their hands was in the sea concerning the, the harvest of the food of the sea. Isn't that something that I can take and relate to that that's in the Bible? Now, I stop reading, and I need to read another verse, all right? He finds Andrew and Peter. They were fishers, and he saith unto them, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Wow. All right, these men were fishers of fish, then you had to do that. But he said, if you follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. And you know what? They began to follow the Lord Jesus. They found out who he was, that he was the son of God. And of course, 
as we get Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the book of Acts and the Pauline epistles, uh, we find that these men almost turned the world upside down. Not only did they find this Jesus, which was uh, what the world would say was a good man, they found him to be the Son of God. They found him to be, oh, God visiting this planet. We think about God manifesting the flesh. And you know what this one did? He said, you follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. He died for them on that death. Uh, we think about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's called the gospel. And my friend, that's the net that's used today. He said, I'll make you fishers of men. How do you catch men? Well, you catch fish with a net. How do you catch men? Oh, with a gospel net. I was caught Ah, oh, 1966, caught, wasn't caught by my head as far as a gill net is concerned. And I've been involved there. I was caught with my heart. Ah, oh, I'm glad that with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. I'm glad to know as far as the Savior is concerned, uh, he is my Savior. And my friend, I'm glad to know the one that I also, he's used me to be able to fish for men and give them give me the opportunity to be with you. Now, I've done a lot of different kinds of, of uh, what, uh, as far as the seafood industry, the harvesting of seafood, different kinds of seafood. First, as far as the net is concerned, it says, for they were fishers. I know what it's like to use a net. Uh, the net we eventually uh, took and uh, with our with our small uh, fishing trawlers, you know, our small fishing boats was was gill nets, and started out with a small boat, uh, no more than about twenty foot long, uh, about forty to a hundred horsepower. As far as outboards, we carried anywhere from about twelve hundred to two thousand feet of net there, and this net was gill net. Isn't it strange how most of the fish, now not always, but most of the fish that God made, their head is smaller than their body. So we would take and corral the fish, all circle them, and the fish would stick their head in the net, in the mesh of the net, all the way up to their gills, and then they couldn't, they'd put it in reverse, but they couldn't get their head out of the net. So it's called gill net, gill net fishing. And uh, been involved with that, just called hundreds and thousands of pounds of fish uh, with with a gill net. Now, depending on the mesh size, the mesh is the little square in the net. And if you would take and uh, pull it from point to point, that would give you the size of the mesh. And we fished anywhere from three to six inch mesh net. And uh, the size, depending on the type of fish that we uh, would take and uh, gather into the vessel. Now, now, spiritually speaking, once again, I'm glad to know the one uh, who took and became uh, sin for me, uh, the one that provided for us a way whereby our sins could be forgiven. And like Matthew chapter 13 talks about, uh, it was a fisherman cast his net into the sea and gathered of every kind. I'm glad there was a time in my life all uh, that the gospel found me. Uh, and the thing that's Wonderful about being caught by the Lord Jesus Christ and the gospel. Now, the gospel has nothing to do with your church or what you do or your labors and service. The gospel has to do with what Jesus has done. 
I have trusted the finished work of Jesus Christ to provide salvation for me. So, you know what's good about being caught by the Savior? He catches uh, uh, us. Uh, we think about uh, the gospel net again. Right? It is the gospel. I, I have to emphasize this over and over, you know. Been caught by the gospel is that he keeps all his catch alive. Any other? We think about the devil. Oh, he's out to catch also. In fact, he catches the most. But his, <laughs> his product ends in death. I'm glad to be kept alive. One day I will be shown off into God's aquarium, so to speak, in heaven, uh, and will be beautiful. Keep his, keeps his catch, excuse me, catch alive. So I've been involved with gillnet fishing. Been involved involved with the harvest of shrimp, the harvest of shrimp, yes. And as far as the shrimp is concerned, uh, he's a tasty little fellow. In fact, the most popular seafood in the United States of America, they say, is the shrimp. He's kind of kin to the crab and the lobster and the crayfish. Kind of got a hard uh, uh, shell, you know, and uh, uh, tasty. Uh, we catch him with what we would call a shrimp trawl. A shrimp trawl is kind of like a how do I describe it? To kind of like a wide sock. A sock? <laughs> yeah. And uh, this net is made to its real wide. And, of course, uh, then it's pulled along the ocean floor and then picked up. And we dumped uh, all what's caught out on the deck of the trawl. And we separate the good from the bad, you know. And as far as the shrimp is concerned, something unusual about him because when we make reference to the Bible, oh, he doesn't fit the dietary laws of the Old Testament. On the book of Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 11, verse 9, uh, the, the, the law demanded that it have, we think about it, if you pull it from the ocean floor, it has to have fins and scales. Uh, well, the shrimp doesn't have scales. So you mean I was involved in the past with catching something and the most popular seafood product in the U.S. is condemned in the Bible under the Old Testament dietary laws? Oh, no. I read in the New Testament. In fact, we think about all the way over to the book of 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 4, concerning the creatures of God that he's made. You know what I read? For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. The delicious shrimp, you know. Oh, he's got a wonderful taste to him. I've also been involved in the harvest of oysters. Not only just gillnet fish, not only just the shrimping industry, but oysters here in South Alabama uh, during the winter time. We could harvest the oyster in every month that had an R in it. So September through April. Uh, oysters are what you call shell. They're not fish. Yeah, they're called shellfish. <laughs> shell on the outside. All oh, uh, wonderful, wonderful tasting, depending on how you fix it, you know. I've had a lot of people say, oh, you know, I, I would never eat something like that. Uh, depends on your taste. Everybody doesn't have to love seafood, you know. Some people, as far as my life is concerned, I, I like I like meat and potatoes as well, all with the food from the sea. Oysters, ah, oh, we caught them with oyster rakes. Can't describe how, but I tell you, it just was part of what we would call 
hard work. From the gill net to the shrimping industry to oystering. Uh, what about what? What about the crab? You know what a crab is. Most are familiar with your crab, just a little creature. In our area, we have just a little small blue crab, uh, not like the big Alaskan king crab, little blue crab, or big huge one is no more than about three pounds. And you know, when we caught that, and when we eat the crab, you know what I think of Colossians chapter one and verse sixteen, and it talks about the creation of God, and it talks about all things were created by him and for him. What? Creator versus people talk about the food from the sea and, and how it evolved to the state it's in. I'm glad to know as far as that that I partake of, whether it be a fish or whether it be a shrimp or an oyster or a crab, it's a product of of the creation of God. In fact, I find, as far as seafood in general, in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, you know, the place where it has the word L-I-F-E for the first time, it has to do with all the creatures that God created there. So they're good. First Timothy chapter 4, they're not to be refused. All the creatures from the sea, most of them are healthy with some exception. The seafood, oh, it was eaten by Jesus Christ. Remember Luke chapter 24, they gave him a piece of broiled fish. In John chapter 21, he made breakfast for the disciples. What was it? Ah, uh, bread and fish upon the fire. Maybe Revelation chapter 19, where there's what's called the marriage supper of the lamb. What is fixed for us? Oh, if it's just fruit, that's okay. If it's vegetables, that's okay. But I think because of that that Jesus prepared in John chapter 21, bread and fish, when Jesus made a meal, uh, he took and there was the use of seafood. So maybe that's what we'll have at the marriage supper of the Lamb. And if not, it'll be all right too because just being with him would be wonderful. As far as seafood is concerned, good, don't refuse it. Healthy, strong, I'm glad I can relate to it in the Bible. I'm glad the Lord loved this old fisher. And I'm glad he's enabled me to be, through the help of the Holy Spirit, a fisher of men. Now, until next week, the same time, this is Fisher Munn.